Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast where we do cover the Green Bay Packers and we don't care about anything else. Let's go. Right. Hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. It is Sunday, June 28th, and today we are going to deep dive into Carrington Valentine, the first of the Packers' four seventh-round picks as we sort of jump into the boring part of the offseason, the most boring part uh, from really now until late July. We're going to finish up our deep dives of the Green Bay Packers draft picks. We're going to also look a bit into their offense, a bit into the defense, a bit into sort of the offensive and defensive trends of the NFL. But for today, we're looking into Carrington Valentine. So he is our fourth to last or, or yeah, fourth to last um, Packers pick deep dive. So with no real news to talk about, we're going to jump right into Carrington. Born in Cincinnati, Ohio, he was a big time both football and basketball player in high school in Cincinnati and athletically now he's six foot 193 pounds right that's a good size a good weight as a cornerback he is long he is very lanky and he does not have great strength even with the those sort of long lengthy limbs he put up just nine bench press reps but that being said you see elite speed and explosion from Valentine he had a 91st percentile vertical and broad jump he ran a 4.4440, which puts him in the 85th percentile, but he had a 98th percentile 20-yard split. So that just shows, uh, that's just another another example of how explosive he is, right? He can get through that first 20 yards super quickly. And then 78th percentile shuttle, he didn't run a three cone, so there was no recorded time for that. But all of those come together to give him a 9.30 RAS score. So yet another elite athlete drafted by Green Bay and... Look, man, he's just 21 years old. He could be he could be good, definitely has the athletic profile that you're looking for. Looking at college, he was obviously a cornerback for Kentucky and legitimately just played three years in college. He was a freshman in 2020, then played 2021 and 2022, started like really basically all games in 2021 and 2022, played a decent number of games as a freshman. And super, super importantly, however, for Green Bay, he played a lot on special teams in college. So expect him to do that as well in the NFL. I can't wait for that, right? Because Packers need special teamers. Carrington's a special teamer. And looking at his college stats, in 2020 as a freshman, he played just six games. He had nine tackles with one pass defended. 2021, you see a little bit of improvement. Definitely see him start more games. 13 games, 61 tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, and five passes defended. And then in 2022, one fewer game, just 12 games, but 48 tackles, 1.5 TFLs, and 10 passes defended. You can see improvement in terms of the passes defended. He played fewer games, but he had more passes defended. So that's sort of that upward trend you like to see from players that the Packers bring in. And that takes us into his strengths from a coverage standpoint. Biggest strength for Carrington is his press coverage. It like you turn on the film and every single one of his good plays it feels like come from press coverage because when Carrington gets the opportunity he absolutely thrives in press coverage he's able to use his long lengthy arms 
to get up there and jam receivers. And then from there, he's super intense and he plays super physically and that leads to great results, right? He jams the receiver and he just uses his mentality to stick with the receiver, doesn't let the receiver get any separation off of him. And then the ball goes up and he's going to play the contested catch super physically. I... I honestly don't remember very many plays where Carrington was able to use press coverage and then the quarterback still found a way to complete the ball to his receiver. It just didn't happen much. The only issue with Carrington being this good in press coverage is that Joe Barry isn't going to use it because Joe Barry does not like press coverage. Barely lets Jair play press coverage and Jair is a top one, top two cornerback in the NFL. So look, I'm super excited about Carrington. I love that he's so good in press coverage. It's a great skill to have. We're going to need to see Joe Barry utilize it. And then the second strength I have listed for Carrington Valentine is his fight. He fights to make up any ground or, or any sort of... He, he fights to make up any play that it looks like he's lost. So if a receiver runs a route, specifically a curl route, you saw a lot of this. If, if a receiver runs a curl route and Carrington's maybe a, two steps behind because of the curl... He's going to dig his heels into the ground and he's going to show his explosiveness and he's going to jump back and get on that curl, right? He's maybe two steps behind the receivers. The receiver turns around. He's going to stick his foot in the ground and he's going to get up and he's going to get to that receiver. And if the receiver goes up and tries to, you know, make a play on the ball, he's going to try to jar the ball free. If the receiver makes the catch, he's going to be right on that receiver. Yeah, sure. The curl might give him, you know, six yards, but he's going to make sure it stops at six yards. And then that's just fight from a route running standpoint, from getting back um, in terms of curl routes. What about sort of deep balls? What about those plays where a receiver's going up and over him? He fights. He is ridiculously aggressive. And if a receiver, you know, it seems like the receiver made a catch, he's going to fight to jar the ball loose. There was one particular play that stands out to me. A receiver was running up the far sideline, basically running a little bit of a fade route towards the, the middle of the field. And the quarterback threw the ball just over the receiver's right shoulder. The receiver went up, and it looked like he had the ball. But Valentine somehow also had his hands in the mix, was sort of had his arms hooked around the ball as well, and just kept tugging and kept tugging. And, the, and as the two went to the ground, Valentine jarred the ball loose, the ball squirted out, and it was called incomplete. And it's that kind of desire and that kind of fight to not give up that makes you really, really excited. His physicality when it comes to continuously trying to make that passing complete, even if it looks like the receiver has the ball, that fight to, you're not going to give up, you're going to stick your heels in the ground and you're going to get up and you're going to force that receiver out of bounds, or you're going to force an incomplete pass, even if the receiver runs a good, you know, comeback on you. It's that that I love to see from Carrington, and that makes you really excited on his film. Now, weaknesses. The biggest weakness is ball skills. And you've probably, maybe you haven't, but you should have heard the old adage, if they had hands, they'd be playing wide receiver, right? If cornerbacks had hands, they would not be playing cornerback, they'd be playing wide receiver. And that is very true with Carrington Valentine, because there are a huge number of plays where the ball's around him, and he should be able to make a play, but he simply drops it, right? He's great, phenomenal at getting his hands on the ball whatever in whatever way right jarring the ball loose jumping up and tipping it away he's good at that but he simply does not and i mean does not come down with interceptions unfortunately 
that's a trait that's unlikely to improve at the NFL level, right? Wide receivers are the, even wide receivers, it's hard to improve their hands. As a cornerback, you're not working on your hands enough to improve them too well. So it's probably something that Green Bay is going to have to deal with. Now, that's not to say he can't be a top cornerback without those ball skills. I mean, Jair, top two cornerback in the NFL, definitely does not have the best ball skills out there. Eric Stokes, right, had had a tough last year, but a great rookie season, specifically as a rookie. He was very bad at, you know, turning his head and getting getting to the ball. So it's not a massive issue, but it probably means Carrington isn't going to be your total playmaker on defense, your Rasul Douglas playmaker. The second big weakness I noticed in his tape was his makeup speed. He ran a 4-4-4-40. right? That's supposed to be fast. And yes, he is good at working his way back into curl routes with explosion. But that's because a curl route is a route where the receiver himself is slowing down. He's not so good at doing the same thing on a dig route or post route. And what I mean is if you get a step or two on Carrington, he's probably not going to be catching up. And that's something that Stokes and Jair, they do extremely well, right? They use their speed to make up for their mistakes. Jair can afford to be a bit more aggressive, maybe bite on a route, because even if, you know, you get a step or two behind him with Jair's speed, he's going to work his way back right into the play and he's going to, you know, force the passing complete. Valentine did not show that same ability. I saw multiple times on tape where receivers were running dig routes or post routes, and Valentine, he starts off behind the receiver because he's playing off coverage. Warning, you're going to be playing off coverage in Joe Barry's system. And then once he he got that step behind, he could never get back in and make the play very tight because the receiver just kind of ran away from him. And honestly, that's pretty concerning to me because of how much Joe Barry he enjoys using off coverage. So that's that's something I'm I'm a little bit concerned about. Looking now at his tackling strengths, the biggest, really the main strength when it comes to tackling for Carantine is his willingness to tackle. He loves to throw his nose into plays. If someone throws a wide receiver screen, you're going to see Carrington flying up the field to make a tackle. It is actually really incredible how much he loves to just stick his nose in there, get dirty, and drive back receivers. And that's going to be a massive asset to Green Bay because you can always use good tackling at the cornerback spot. Now, weaknesses, the biggest one is consistency. First of all, in terms of consistency, I don't see the same aggression from Carrington on run plays as I do on pass plays. So if a receiver gets a wide receiver screen, maybe catches a curl route, Carrington is like an angry bee. He's flying upfield and he's going to hurt that receiver. With run plays, he's a bit more hesitant, and maybe that's because it's harder for him to diagnose run plays. It, honestly, it probably is, but that's still an area that you'd like to see him get a bit better in, even as a corner. And then looking at not just his aggression, but when he actually has to make the tackle, he can take some pretty poor routes. There was specifically one run play where he, a running back came screaming downhill at him out of the hole, sort of relatively in the middle of the field, and he took one step forward, which left the entire left outside open, and so the running back made one cut to the outside, hit the outside, accelerated up the sideline for 20 or 30 yards, Carrington was absolutely left in the dust because of that misstep, and then he had to try and recover, and he didn't recover. And that is, that's something he's going to need to get better at. In addition, he also just kind of chicken wings, throws his shoulder into place. Now, to be fair, there are times, it feels like these come a lot against a receiver, 
There are times when he successfully wraps, puts his head down, leaves with his shoulder, has great form, drives the ball carrier back, right? Uses all of the tackling technique that he's been taught for presumably 20, or he's 21, so 19, 18 years of his life. But there are certainly a couple too many times where he just kind of Darnell Savage, I'm going to say it, Darnell Savage chicken wings it, and that's not great because we've seen the Packers know all too well the results of having a Darnell Savage who chicken wings his tackles. So that's that's what I have on Carrington's strengths and weaknesses. He's super good in press. He is physical, and he fights to get back into plays. You love that attitude. But, but his tackling, while he's willing, he's a little bit poor against the run, and his tackling is inconsistent. Energy. Last thing I want to I want to touch on with Carrington is energy. Man, he is nasty. He wants all of that smoke. He's talking trash, and I I just freaking love that man because he wants to get in a receiver's face and he wants to say, "Look, man, I'm the best, and I'm going to beat you." It's beautiful. Love to see it. Do all that, Carrington. So, where do I see this playing out with Carrington from day one? Stokes. He's probably going to be out right the first few weeks of the regular season. And that means Carrington's probably going to be your third string outside corner, right behind Jair and Rasul. And that probably means he's going to get a decent number of snaps. Now, I don't expect a lot from him. And honestly, all I want is competence. I think Barry, this is my expectation at this point with Joe freaking Barry. He makes me so angry. Joe Barry's probably going to use Carrington in a way that will not take advantage of his skill set, right? I.e., he's going to force Carrington to play a bunch of off coverage and say, hey, man, I know you're really good at press, but we're not doing that. So with Carrington, I just I just want him not to give up any major plays that cripple the defense, right? I'm going to look for someone that give up your, your six-yard curl, come up and tackle. That's all I want. Don't miss a bunch of tackles. Don't give up 50-yard deep balls. Come up, keep everything in front of you, come up and tackle. And that's that's all I want from Carrington from day one. And hopefully, hopefully he's okay having to play some snaps. Most importantly, however, I'm going to look for him to be a special teams contributor. That's a big reason why he was drafted. So step in, right? Look good on teams. And that's that's what I want out of Carrington in the future. However, I first of all want him to be just as big of a teams contributor as he's going to be this year. That's the biggest thing, because as a seventh round pick, basically your only job. But then I have no idea what he could develop into. I think that it's possible that he only brings team value, right? He only ends up being a special teamer, stays on the roster four years, and then contracts up. So Packers say bye-bye. That being said, there is also a possibility that he becomes, with his great press coverage skills, his you know super great attitude, that he develops more, develops more, and then becomes a decent, solid starting cornerback. As is the case with these late round picks, we really just have to wait and see. But that's sort of how I feel Carrington could play out. I don't think he's going to become a Jair. I don't think really he even has the ceiling of being a Jair. But he could become a solid cornerback in the future. For now, this year, keep things in front of you. Come up and make the tackle. All I'm looking for from Carrington, if he has to play a lot of snaps, that's what I have. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will be back on Wednesday. I have one potential topic that I might do Wednesday. I might save it for Sunday. And then if I don't do that topic, we'll do Lou Nichols uh, on, on Wednesday. But that's what I have for you. As always, thank you very much for listening to Dedicated Packers. And until next time, go Pack, go. Go Pack, go.